Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, church community. Good morning, wider world. This is the 29th day of March 2020, and we're coming to you uh, and podcast from Jubilee Worship Center, uh, 36 Valdez Road, Spanish Town, Jamaica, West Indies, as well as having one of our pastors from our Fraser's Content, Jubilee Worship Center, Fraser's Content, 12 Fraser's Boulevard, um, Fraser's Content, Jamaica, um, expansion, Jamaica. And, um, and so we are broadcasting live from our, in our studio um, to the rest of the world. Our first presenter of these series of um, studies would be our pastor, Barrington Pearson, from our Fraser's Boulevard Church, uh, 12 Fraser's Boulevard, Fraser's Content, Spanish Town, um, St. Catherine, Jamaica, West Indies. Please make him welcome as he presents to us all. Bless you. Thank you, Apostle, and a good day to everyone. This, during this particular time in our very existence or history, we are experiencing a phenomenon that has never been seen throughout the history of mankind. This is unprecedented. And this has been caused by what may simply be a virus, a, a, a virus that we all has come to be, um, is known as COVID-19, code name, the coronavirus. And all the nations of this world now grapple with this virus. All 200 nations of the world, barring none, struggle with a, an unseen enemy. And they are absolutely clueless as to how to deal with it. But God is teaching us as a people a valuable lesson. And he has finally gotten our attention globally because this virus COVID-19 have impacted every segment of our very existence it has impacted economies travel tourism health security food security stock markets have crashed based on perception and fear the value of currencies fluctuate the price of oil is almost single digit. So every segment of our society has been impacted in some way or another. Religion has been impacted because churches, as most other places, have to be closed so that persons can practice in a fairly new term, social distancing. We, know, we all know what that is right, <laughs> right now. So we have been impacted in such a way by a virus, not a nuclear weapon, not bombs, not biological weapons, not, uh, not um, <laughs> espionage, but a virus that has taught us as a people valuable lessons. And that's how fragile life itself is. Hospitals are overwhelmed. First, doctors now have to make a decision who lives and who dies because they are not adequate facilities to de for, for everyone. Our security forces has been impacted. Because, and businesses, workers, every single aspect of our life has been changed. 
we now have changed culture. We have changed the way we do things. We, our very social lives have been affected by a, a virus. So God has gotten our attention. But so how does this affect the church? First and foremost, we have to be assured that we serve a true and living God whose word never lies, who is a covenant-keeping God. His word says in the book of Isaiah, fear not. It says in Joshua, fear not. But in Isaiah it says, fear not because I have called you by name. I have redeemed you. So when the waters overflow you, when you go to the fire, not if, when, then the waters will not overflow you. You will not be burned. So God knows that we will have issues, have challenges within our lives. But there's an assurance that he will be with us. So we need not to fear. This God has presented to us a glorious opportunity for evangelism. A glorious opportunity for the church to rise up and show leadership within this, the, the, this, the world. Even though the physical doors of the churches may have been closed, the hearts of the per people are still open. So God is re doing a realignment within the world. Nations that once eliminated God from their societies and only have churches as a, 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 a tourist attraction are now using those same churches to store coffins for burial because the people are dying at such a fast rate. But we as a church must be comforted because God says that he will never leave us or forsake us. But we, th th there are conditions. It is outlined clearly in the book of Chronicles, Second Chronicles 7, but from verse 13 down to 16. Normally we stop at 14 and said, if my people who are called, but it is actually important to know that we start from 13, that if I shut up the heavens, that there is no rain. And we continue to quote the scriptures. If I send locusts on the land, and it speaks about pestilence, then it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, heal the land. But verse 15 says, now my eyes shall be open because we have prayed, we have sought his face, we have repented, we have turned. Now my ears will attend unto prayer because we have prayed and humbled ourselves, sought his face. Now I have chosen, chosen and sanctified this house that my name will be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So we have gotten the attention of the Lord as long as we follow his, his instructions, his commandments. We have to humble ourselves. We have to pray. We have to seek his face. We have to turn, repent on behalf of the nation, the church, ourselves, and even the other nations of the world that have rejected God. Then the drought will be, issue will be dealt with. Then the locusts will never devour our land. Then there will be no pestilence that will affect us. So the very answer to this coronavirus lies in the body of Christ. But they have to get, find themselves in a position that God can use them to do so. We are far, quite familiar with 
Psalm 91. We quote that scripture from one to the end regarding protection and what God will do for us. But that is important that we understand clearly what it is saying. The very first verse of Psalm 91 says that he who dwells in the shadow of the Almighty shall abide he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And this verse 1 is basically the condition for the next for this entire chapter. If that is done, then this is what I'll do for you. No pestilence shall come near you. If a thousand may fall at your right side, your side and ten thousand at your right hand. Angels will be given charge over you. All of those conditions is based on verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. And what is this saying? He who dwells. To dwell means basically to, to remain. So the, the word yeshab means to remain in the secret place. Is it secret? Because it, it implies a personal relationship with God. One on one. And so it's actually the presence of God. Where that relationship is so personal that it's just between you two. And it's, it goes on to say, shall abide under the shadows. No, dwell and abide sounds like basically the same word. But actually there's a difference. Because to dwell, yashab, as I said before, means to remain. It, which implies permanence. You have to remain in that place. But to abide have a slightly different meaning. The, the um, Hebrew word is luna, which means to stay, to rest, to lodge. So when you remain in the presence of God in such a, in such a personal way, then you rest under his protection, his shadow. A shadow basically offers comfort and protection. A sense of security. <laughs> when sun hot, you want some shade to, 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 for some relief, some reprieve from the, from, that, um, from the hot sun. And interestingly, a shadow is basically cast by light or sun. So if you are in the sun, your shadow is seen. But if you go under the shade of a building or a tree, which is a greater entity than you are, then your shadow disappears and is within the shadow of that building, that bigger entity. So God is saying, when you rest in the shadow of the Almighty, then your little shadow is now engulfed in a larger shadow, which is a big entity, and you no longer can see your shadow. It cannot be seen, because the greater entity now engulfs that shadow. So when the devil comes looking for you, he can't find you, none at all. Why? Because you are now resting in the shadow of the Almighty. So I'm going to pass through God for reach to you. So based on that condition, that level of security and comfort, God is saying you need to come and dwell with me in my presence. So as a church, we have to seek him such a way that we are, we, we are brought up closer to him so that he can protect us. So, so it goes on to talk about you will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Snare is a trap. A fowler is somebody who catches bird. 
The last time I checked birds fly, the trap is never set in the air. It's set on the ground. So the bird, the bird actually has to come down to a particular place where the devil can actually get to them to, to trap them. As long as you stay elevated, closer to God, there's no way the devil can trap you. Trap has to be set on the ground and you have to go down there and get caught. So the fowler has to depend on you to come to, close to him in his domain. domain. For you to get trapped. As long as you remain where God wanted you to be. In an elevated position. Closer to heaven. You'll never ever get trapped. And then it goes on to say that. The, uh, talk about the noisome pestilence. Now this pestilence that we. Going through right now. Quite nice, noisome. What noisome mean? Destructive. But we are promised that we will be delivered from it. 91 goes on to tell you everything that God will do for you. As long as verse 1. The conditions of verse 1. Is, is met, are, are met, all those conditions. To dwell, to remain, to yashab with him in his presence in that secret place, in your closet. So as a church, we need not to fear COVID-19. What we, what we just need to focus on God and see what he's doing for us. The, the, the Hebrew nation, while the plagues going all over the place, we're in Goshen. That Goshen was given to Joseph by Pharaoh for the, his family and the, his, all the persons, the 70 persons coming out of Egypt. And as long as there was a plague in Egypt, nothing touched Goshen. And interestingly, the word Goshen means drawing near. So what God is saying, as long as you draw near to me, no plague can come near your dwelling. So they were protected, plague after plague after plague. God used to protect them. God continues to speak to us. He's saying, turn to me. Return to me. If you keep my commandments, then this is what I'll do. And throughout the entire scriptures, God keep encouraging us as the church to return to him to a particular place so that he can use us to do his will. So yes, a virus exists right now that's terrorizing the entire globe. It is totally impartial. This disease has affected presidents, prime ministers. Boris Johnson, UK prime minister, has, is positive for corona. Princes, Prince Charles. But also paupers. The rich, the poor, celebrities, movie stars. Basketball players, those who clean the court, this disease is totally impartial. It has, it it ha, it, <laughs> it is targeting mankind, regardless of your status, regardless of your wealth, regardless of who you are. It is totally irrelevant to to COVID nineteen. Persons on who are multi billionaires that own stock on in the U.S. on Wall Street. <laughs> all of a sudden them poor overnight because one little virus caused the share the value of their share to be so so, uh, so to be at the, the, the value of the share so low relevant to what it was relative to what it was before that they are literally paupers overnight have lost huge amount of money all based on a perception
all based on lack of confidence in the market, all based on fear. So it has impacted our lives to such an extent that the entire tourism within this nation is now shut down, the industry. All hotels closed, airlines closed, no more cruise ships coming in. That loss amount to billions of US dollars per, um, right now. The airlines losing billions of dollars per day. Cruise ships losing billions of dollars. Because God is saying, now is the time to focus on me. I'm going to ground you, shut you in. So that your heart will be open to me once more. Return to me and I'll give you health and healing. So as a church, we need not fear. We just need to refocus and just depend on God, one true God of heaven. To be our guide, our counsel, our father, our friend. And we as a church just need to be obedient to his word. So that he can impact this entire nation through the body of Christ. The entire nation will be impacted by the body. Because we, have been, we would have been strengthened. We would have been anointed. We, have been, we would have been empowered, educated, and prepared for this global ministry. So I say to you, fear not. We have 32 confirmed cases in Jamaica right now, it may possibly rise. One death, we declare that there will be no more. But we need not fear. Because God himself is in control. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you for what you're doing in this season. We thank you, Father, because you're preparing the entire world for a global revival. When all options have been exhausted and presidents and prime ministers start to cry out to you for help on behalf of their nation. When churches, the body of Christ can once again with confidence and boldness and with a new anointing minister to the people of this world they would have recognized that their God was totally powerless against, against this, this, this pandemic. Their God was totally powerless against this pandemic. They must see a manifestation of the power of the living God so that they can say, yes, no, I want to know that God of Israel. I want to know your God. Because we recognize that you have been in Goshen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity as a church to draw closer to you so that we can be empowered to do your work so that your will be done in, on this earth. Father, we thank you for what's going on. We thank you. Your word says in all things give thanks. You have a plan. And that plan, as long as we continue to seek you, we will find you. And you will empower us to implement your plan so that this entire world will once again turn 
to you. Father, you and you alone are God. You're awesome. You're wonderful. You're full of mercy. But you're also a God of judgment. And you will continue to judge until the people turn to you. And we thank you, Father, that you, that judgment will begin in the house. Then we will know that truly you are God. And we will acknowledge that we need to do your will. We need to do, depend on you. We need to be, have confidence in you so that this global revival will manifest in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We honor you. And we give you all the glory. We have absolutely no answers to this problem. But you do. And we thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.